0: Okay, welcome everyone. Um, we are up to Chelak Ale Parachamishi Ois Beis. We were up to the third paragraph, but I want to, or third piece of the paragraph, I want to go back a little bit because he's developing an idea. So he, when he, he developed, he, um, Ramchal, separated all Nevroim into two categories, either spiritual or physical. And he said, spiritual entities are spiritual. They are completely spiritual with no physical aspect to them. Physical things are completely physical with no spiritual aspect to them. Even Shedin, which look like they are spiritual, it's just because they don't follow the normal rules of physical things, but they have no spiritual element. They're not spiritual at all, they're completely physical, just their physicality is not a normal physical. It's not normally the way that physical things react and act, but they have their own rules about exactly how they act, but they're not spiritual. Like Marshall we gave, energy is also not uh, spiritual, it's a physical thing. The, the, the nefesh that keeps animals alive, he qualifies as a not physical thing, uh, as a not spiritual thing, it's a physical thing, even though, again, it doesn't follow the normal rules of physical things, it doesn't take up space, it's not, uh, it's not tangible in that way, but still, it's, it's a physical item. The one exception to the rule was man, who's a blend between physic, a physical element a spiritual element and therefore man is pulled in two directions as opposed to spiritual things which are only going one direction if they're if they're positive spiritual entities so they go in a positive direction if they're negative they only go in a negative direction animals only go in their physical according to their physical nature they are not pulled towards something else they sometimes have two drives and then the stronger of the two drives will win but there's not a, after that happens, it's like the other one's out the window. There's not two drives happening at once, and, and, uh, and there's only no spiritual drive. Now he's going to say that although he said that, although he has said that uh, all spiritual things are completely spiritual, all physical things are completely physical, that does not mean that they're not connected to each other. And he wants to say that all physical things, all physical entities, come, are at their root spiritual entities... But that spirituality is Nasgalgle and it goes layer after layer until it manifests as a physical thing. Now, in the realm, the way we explained this last time is in the realm where it manifests physically, it's completely physical. And within the realm that it manifests spiritual, it's completely spiritual. Um, but the two are interconnected to each other, and certainly the physical is affected by the spiritual. Now again, it doesn't mean it is spiritual just its nature, and the way it manifests is based on the way the spiritual nature is. And as we're gonna learn, there is a way in which it can go in the reverse. So we're gonna restart from the Hine min ho in, ikrim in He has said that regarding spiritual things, we, we, there's no way to investigate them because we don't have uh, any f- tools for investigating them. They're not, there's no way to be margish them with any of the five senses. So we can't investigate them. At most that we'd be able to investigate is that what happens because of them. But how they themselves are, there'd be no way to know. And therefore, he says, we, in this we rely, have to rely on the Messiah. So amongst, in that Messiah, one of the major ideas um, is, Um corresponding to anything that you see in the lower physical world, so in the spiritual world there are uh, transcendent koikhois, shemehem that from them it rolls down and manifests. That's what the means. It comes out. It's not just that you know they match up with. They are the upper end of uh, this physical thing according to a certain pattern of, of coming down and, and consolidating into, spiritual, into physicality, which Hashem has decreed, those physical items, they themselves, the physical thing itself, and also the, that which happens to it in the physical world, the physical happenings are also happen according to this pattern. That means nothing happens physically, not a nature does, of something doesn't exist, and a happening that happens to it, even unrelated to its nature, something has imposed upon it from the outside, won't happen unless it is first sourced in the upper worlds. The <inaudible> nimtzaim, it comes out, hakoychay <inaudible> saheim, those um, forces, you know, the spiritual forces, shroshim <inaudible> are the roots, le ha'shvalim ha'ilah to these physical things, lowly physical things, they are like branches and they are the offspring they come from these um, and they're interlinked with one another like the links on a chain that's one, idea number one this was another tradition that we have whenever there's a link between these two, the upper worlds and the lower worlds, and he's going to later develop it that even within the upper worlds themselves, because there's many, one to the other, each world is considered to be more physical than the next, so whenever, anytime there's going to be a transition from an upper force to a lower force, so, so, Ifkidu pekidim min sug ha so then there are um, appointee, appointed malochim, which I mentioned above, u-masom, their job is l'kayim ha to make sure that chiyas continues to be brought to this um oy ha-mikrahu, or that, or this um, happening, which is going to happen, b'nimsoyiz ha-shfeilus kifim ashehu, So they're the ones who ferry the energy from the upper world to the lower world, which I'm I'm going to, whatever my dragon that's going to be. And to cause, to bring about through this connecting of various channels and and bringing down of of energies, whichever ones they are, to cause changes in the lower world when that is decreed to happen. So... um, the the idea that he's saying here is that nothing happens in the physical world without it first being sourced in the upper spiritual worlds. So, so again, both are real. There's physical is real, spiritual is real. But, at least at this point, it's a one-way street. That means the physical is always. A representation, always and only a representation of what is in the upper worlds. And um, we don't we don't necessarily see yet from anything he said that everything in the upper worlds must have something physical corresponding to it. Just anything physical must have something spiritual corresponding to it. It can't, you know, let's say And why and why does it have to be that way? He says it is that way, but why did Hashem make it that way? Yeah. Well. The, the simple um, explanation without any embellishments which we'll, we'll get to embellishments later but is we're trying to get everything from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, ultimate beyond spirituality to physical you know, Hashem is the source of everything so it's moving in that direction it can't the, 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 um, in order to have everything still be so to speak connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there needs to be some sort of chain like this as it is, it's impossible to understand how you get from HaKadosh Baruch Hu to even the spiritual world. But whatever that Shefa is that Hashem sends down, so then that's spiritual. That's not a physical thing. And it would have to then go through steps to get to physical because that's the bedrock on which everything is built is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is much closer to being spiritual than to being physical. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Right, so imagine if you would... Um, uh, you know, it wouldn't be po- po- I mean obviously everything is possible but in the way the Bansham set up the world it's not possible for sh- for a creation but in order for something to be connected gracious, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by definition that connection wouldn't be a physical thing why does everything have to be connected? That's Meaning, because you, Hashem, the humans have to be connected, right? No, because humans, uh, we want, it, we want it, we, them connected so that they could experience HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But at the root, a, so everything, a, so they're, everything they're, has, they're, to, has to, everything is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in a so everything in the end has to be some very physicalized version of a, of a, a core element that is an R from HaShem. Nothing can exist. As soon as something separates from HaShem, it doesn't just... It doesn't, it doesn't exist It doesn't even make sense To, to speak about it anymore It's so, so not existing So you can have a physical thing That is created And now and it's, it's Has it's a nature thing. And keeps going it so if, if nothing else You know It would violate It would violate uh, The definition that we have Of Hashem Which is the, the Active source of everything And um, You then have things That are separate from Him Completely mm-hmm. For real So that can't be Alright okay. So if, as a, a marshal for the idea, um, it's, it's an upside down mushle, but I'm going to use it. If you're traveling along the ocean and you see uh, like a mountain sticking out of the ocean, and every few miles is really like a little uh, or even a, an island. An island is not an island. An island is not floating on the water. If you go under the water, the island goes down until it hits the and becomes one with the 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 bedrock of the ocean, whatever the bottom of the ocean is. It's an ear. It's a mountain sticking up. Sometimes the mountain is tall enough to breach the top of the water, and then you see it as a little mountain sticking up. And sometimes it's not, and it's just you know 100 feet under water, 200 feet, 300 feet under water. There's there there is the top of a mountain, but as someone sailing across the top, you don't see it. It can be that that's the same thing that, or and, and to a certain extent, it is. It, maybe it is. That's the way the ulama's are. In other words, picture that in reverse. There's Hashem at the top. He's the source of everything. Coming out from that, from that place of source, are emanations. Maybe some of them don't make it all the way down to ever pierce the veil and become part of the spiritual world. But anytime you're going to see something in the spiritual world, it's only because it's part, it's the tip of a long. Stalactite that's hanging down from the spiritual worlds and goes far enough down that it's able to pierce that lowest level and come out in the spiritual world, right? So, so you can't have, it doesn't, you can't have something just floating there and it would sink or get absorbed back up or whatever the mushroom would be. But, but uh, if it has a long enough root, so it can come out in the physical world. But so if it's here, it comes from there. So he then says, because of how the setup he just described it, the reality of where the world comes from, or what the determining factor of how something is, is the spiritual world. And whatever on account of whatever it is in the spiritual world, that's why it comes out that way in the physical world. So if you want to know why an elephant has a long nose, right? It's, it, the answer is not. The elephants have long nose, but that's the why Hashem created them. And in the upper world, there's some physic there would be some ruth like manifestation of that long nose. That's backwards way of thinking. There's a spiritual emanation in the physical world, in the spiritual world. As it comes down and physicalizes, the form we see it take is a large animal with a long nose. The reason why it has that long nose is because that's the nature of the spiritual entity that it's, that it's a manifestation of. Um, it would be, it would be uh, if you have a puppet that's on someone's hand. right? The hand doesn't move to keep up with the movements of the puppet. The puppet moves based on how the hand moves. So the hand is the spiritual world. And whatever is... The, the glove that's on it Moves as the spiritual world moves And that would be a very good Mashallah glove Gloves, it wasn't a fortuitous thing That since we had gloves Which have five fingers And we have hands that have five fingers So let's put it on and keep our hands warm It's only because hands have five fingers That's why design, gloves were designed that way To match up with the hand And then to be able to cover it So here it's even more than that It's not just that it was designed for that purpose It is the manifestation of that And that's how it comes out I always had the shiloh. is the ichor the bones? And your bones, your muscle culture, and your skin is set up to cover your bones, but the bones are, is the ikr tsura adam, or is it the other way around? The ichor tsura adam is the flesh, and the bones are the structure within it that's meant to, that has to reflect that same setup, because otherwise it wouldn't, you know, if your bone went the wrong direction, obviously it wouldn't accomplish anything. Which one is the ichor of what Hashem wanted to make? And then he made the other one to service it. That's a, a shy But uh, I may have one day come up with an answer. But but the, the idea that we're discussing here is, is it, it's like a skeleton and a body. So which is reflecting which? The, which came first? Check it out And He's answering definitively that in this case, what comes first is the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, Therefore, then it manifests as the physical thing. Now, it is possible, and in fact, it's the reality is going to be that way, is that because the purpose of the whole universe and everything in it is man, and man's place is here on this world, so in machshavah, it's the opposite. You know, first Hashem looked at what Hashem, what man would need in the physical world, and He created koichas that would come out manifesting in the physical world... as those things that are needed by man... in that physical world. So, in the reality is that the physical world... is really the determinant of the spiritual world... that would then come out. But that's in planning. That's in in, in, in mysa, the way that that is brought about... is by creating first a spiritual thing... which trickles down into a, into a physical thing... and when you look at it on, on, in mechanics... The reason why the hands go around on the clock is because that's the way the gears are set up. The reason why the gears were set up that way is so that the hands should go around the clock. All right, so both things to say are true. But it doesn't make, it's not true to say that the reason why the gears spin in, in directions is because the hands are moving them in those directions. That's not true. Al-Akhar was made, it's now the gears that move the hands, not the other way around. But... In, in, in the gears placement is only the way it is because of the fact that we wanted the hands to move the way that they do. So the hands do really cause the gears, but not actively. I'm not being clear? No, this is clear, what, 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 I'm, what I'm getting a little stuck on is, so what happens when we make a physical change? It's good. <laughs> and that's, that you do that, you can do that on watch too. You can take the hands and spin them. And then you actually move the gears. Um, and that's what he's going to talk about. So, um, but, but before we get to that, he has to finish this. <speaking in Hebrew> so, bema shet hazman. Both in the way that things initially manifested in the world, in their nature, in the way that they look, and in what happens to them over the course of time while they exist within this world, both as, you know, in each individual thing and as the whole World itself gets changed according to the way they're set up and according to the, the parameters that they have, according to whatever the, the, the nature is that these two worlds interconnect and how one manifests within the other. That is there's what to discuss about that, but however that happens, it's a system, and it's and it's put into play first in the physical in the spiritual world, and then it massiveness automatically into the physical world, and not in the opposite direction. Um, uh, okay, hametzius, hamatzov, haseder, the existence, the circumstances, the 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 full order of the way things are put together, whatever you'll find in the koichos, they have those things because that's the way, that is their nature, not because um, something happened in the physical world. So if, a, if, a, if we would see an um, uh, elephant that is standing, and a tree falls down and knocks off the elephant's trunk, so now the elephant is without a trunk, so it, is, it would be clear to us that if we would be able to look at the at the, at the that represents this elephant, that it would be missing its trunk. right? But it, it, in theory it would be unclear to us which it would seem that because the tree fell and knocked off this trunk, so that spiritual trunk got knocked off. That would not be true. It, it can't happen that way. It would have to be that It was decided, for whatever the factors would be, that that spiritual entity should now lose its trunk part. And the way that it would lose its trunk part is by the spiritual entity we call the tree somehow colliding with it in whatever collision means in spiritual terms and knocking off that part. And that would all manifest in this world as a physical tree falling on the physical elephant and knocking off the elephant's physical trunk. But it would be in that direction. and We always have to remember that. Uh, uh, and, and this... When he spoke about Kaychus before... Mm-hmm. Just, um, how did he define Kaychus? The, the, uh, he the didn't verse? define it. But when you're giving the categories... of yeah, So there's Malachim. Malachim. And there's Kaychus. The, and the And the the, So what are Kaychus? Kaifas are again the word we're using. The English word we're using is uh, either an emanation or an energy, uh, a force. It's not something that uh, again, as opposed to Malachim who sense who have a sense of self. These are this is much more directly tieable to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and it's an emanation of something that we would call it inanimate. It's an inanimate spiritual object as opposed to an animated spiritual object that has a sense of self. So it's much more bottled bottle to HaKadosh Baruch and more similar to like a, more directly to be able to be referenced as like a tool, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Or more, again, it's, it's, it's really what we're talking about when we say Shefa is the rot in HaKadosh Baruch being manifest. So, it's, uh-huh. um, it's so not, all these Shafas that he's describing that are coming now various, is right. various Kachas. Yes. And in, and, 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 very in more familiar alone. terminology, koyches are what we call the spheres. What's referred to in, in the developed spheres are the koyches. There's a thing called hashbab, which is what flows through the, the spheres, but that's uh, that's even, even a higher element, and uh, it's it's something similar. But that he doesn't he doesn't. It's not even referred to as a nebra, so it's not a created thing. That's considered to be an aspect of Akavdis Baruch himself. Mm-hmm. So. Um, where am I here? Right, so, uh, Um, so, Whatever happens in the lower physical world is only because that already happened in the upper spiritual world. Okay. So now, Dalek. Um, the name shows that, according to what we're putting down here. Khilas the beginning of all happenings, the starts in the upper worlds. The lamata and it ends in the physical world. Assuming it makes its way all the way down, that would be the end point in the physical world. The king, anything that happens in the world, the lamata, starts above. And ends below. Um-dum. Well, before we get to this it's, it's an important Zach to realize. Um, again, I think that in the Hasidic Shavalt, it's more a part of the everyday life of people. Uh, and, and in the Litvish Shavalt, it's less so. We have to realize, again, when you see this cup here, this is not, it is not simply a physical item. You have to understand that this cup goes all the way to the top. And if you move the cup, again, we're getting into the Om here, but if the, certainly if the cup moves, it's because spiritual forces were set in, in motion, which resulted in the cup moving. It's not just like a decision was made in Shemaiah, it, it, mountains are moving in order to make this cup move. And every see around us is the tip of an iceberg and and you have to realize that it's a weighty world that we live in and everything is directly plugged into the spiritual world it's not like yeah it has you know i don't know we don't know about these things but it has spiritual effects it's true we don't know about these things but it's not like it has a spiritual effect it must have a spiritual effect It, it, it you're if it moves it's it's then it's moving that means the whole spiritual world is being shifted around. And, and it's like that with a cup and it's like that with a speck of dust. The speck of dust is not a speck. There's nothing small. The speck of dust is only just, that means only a tiny bit is manifesting into the physical world. But that is still a gigantic part of an infinitely great chain of some, of Koyach, of and Malachim that are making it be there and, and bringing it out. And, and everything is very, is very big. Right? When you wave your hand through the air, ear particles move. Right now we're, uh, we're vastly more aware of what there is around. This whole room is filled with oxygen atoms. So then oxygen molecules... Uh, uh, so then you're, you're, every time you, you move them, any time they move, it means that there's a whole spiritual thing going on. So there's no such thing as an insignificant act. There's no act that's done in a vacuum, unless it, was, unless it would really be a vacuum. But if there's anything physical there, so then, and, and maybe if you're there, there's nothing physical there. So then there's, 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 it, it, there's major stuff going on. And, any, and as the world develops around us, we have to realize that that's all, we're, what we're really living in is a spiritual world with a very, uh, uh tips, that are uh, touching us uh, again it, the the good muscle for it is if you 're a character in a, in a on a computer game obviously they, they don't they can't be this, but there's so much more than their little world their little world is nothing this there's the, the programming that's making them happen. There's the programmer who wrote the programming. That programmer has his whole life. He's just part of one little piece of society, which is part of a whole country, which is part of a whole world, which is part of a whole universe, which we're now learning is only the tip of the computer program of a much bigger. And there's this regression that keeps getting bigger and bigger each time you go up. So you have to realize it's like, it, 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 until we start the next paragraph, it should make someone feel super puny. You're just so insignificant in the scheme of this gigantic reality that exists. Again, they say when people do meditation, they're they're becoming aware, they're opening themselves up to an awareness of this greater world. It's clear to me that it's not a full awareness because it would blow your mind out. You wouldn't be able to ever come back from it because it's so much more you would you would literally wink out of existence. Your mind would cease to exist as an independent entity if you could get in contact with the fullness of what you're dealing with. At most, you're getting is is the, like the, maybe the, the the entirety of the physical world, but I maybe the lowest level of the, what's up above that. It can't be anything more than that because it would just be too much. Okay. So, um, so now he says, Om Nam. Prat echad yesh. there's one detail, which is going to end up being a very major detail, which goes out from this uh, rule. Anything that is nagea to the free choice of man. I'll finish the paragraph first, and then I want to make a ha'ara. Since Hashem wanted man to have a v'chirah, he unhinged him and disconnected him from that entire chain, which starts at the top and moves down and is always flowing in that direction, because if that was the case, then man's uh, actions would be influenced by things that are not him, things that come from outside of him, and it can't be. So he's detached from this entire, and now there's this massive flow of traffic going from top to bottom, and he's, out of that. he's standing on the side watching the cars go by um, that's as long as he doesn't choose anything then he just watches the cars go by so he's not influenced directly by them at, and but he's not yet influencing them either um, in other words when it comes when it, as he's about to make a choice his choice is not in the flow of traffic there is no hashpa coming down trying to influence his choice he has an eshama, which is trying to influence his choice. But his eshama is also unhinged from this whole business. And it's on its own track, connected to HaKadosh Baratah. Separate from all this. And That's his How does his guf And his guf is also his guf. So the physical entity called his guf exists as part of this system. But there is a malach that represents his body. And there is a Qaykhis that causes his body to manifest into the world. But, and, and the drives that his body has. But it doesn't affect his choice. Mm-hmm. His choice is unhinged from all this. So, the other not only can, is he free to make choices, but once he chooses, he now sends shockwaves through the system. And he is the one aspect that can reverse the flow and send flow from the lower world to the upper world and cause things to happen in the upper world by making choices in the lower world. So when a person chooses to crush the cup, it is not Pshat that the, uh, the, the Koyach was crushed and it manifests that a crushed cup. His choice, it would seem, First, physically crushes the cup, and then it works the other way around. Now, it's possible that's not how it goes. It's actually his choice. First, goes up to the top of worlds, quickly rearranges everything, which allows and causes the, the spiritual end to be crushed, and then he crushes it physically, which is the reality of the way it actually goes. Um, but in in Mitzias is that he's sending things up, and then they come back down. But it's due to him. It, the marshal would be like a controller on that video game, right? everything else in the system, it's all coming from the programming into the, and manifesting on the screen. The one thing that's in there is the controller. As you push the buttons, you send signals back to the computer. Now, they can't do whatever they want. They can only do what the programming allows them to do. But the programming is waiting to get that signal from you to decide which aspect of the programming should next be uh, sent out, and then will manifest itself on the screen in the way that it does. Um, the one point that needs mentioning here, is that, if you look at his washing here, he says, except for what is Naget to so the Bekhir of an Adam. He doesn't say it's everything about an Adam. There are many aspects of a person, that are not, that do not work this way. When a person hurts them, uh, falls, and hurts themselves, and they didn't choose to do, to put themselves into a precarious situation, that works the same way everything else does. Hashem decided that, that that's what should happen, so He sent down Christ's and they affect the person in that way, and that's normal. And it's very not clear that every decision that a person makes is called a Bechir. It is it's entirely possible that when you, when you uh, choose a chocolate donut as opposed to a vanilla donut, that, that that's reducible to, a bunch of jars within you, the same way there are in an animal, and that if we knew you and your psychology well enough, we would be able to accurately and always predict which one you would choose. If we knew all the factors that we're working into it, which is, that's going to be impossible, but assuming we knew it, that that's not a Bechira, and that's all coming from on top. And that's how Hashem sets up the, the situations that He wants you to be in, to make your Bechiras. Bechira is when you make a value choice. When there's a good, and there's a bad, and you choose between them. That's Bechira, and that's when this applies. Not necessarily to every single decision that you make. If that decision is not a value decision, then it's lavdafka that it is amenable to Bechira and it certainly would not be um, uh, different than this. Okay, let's stop here.